You have one unheard message. Hi, I was calling Current, the influencer marketing platform, but I think I just got redirected to a bunch of people listening to a podcast. Well, anyways, I was calling Current because I was told they could help get my brand set up on TikTok Shop and even build out an affiliate program of content creators promoting my brand and even have those content creators go on live streams and promote my product there. Wow, I could really use Current. I also heard that the brands they work with are making millions in sales. I guess I'll just go to their website at current.tech. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Welcome to Webcology. Webcology is the show that takes you into the deepest and darkest ends of the ecosystem on the internet. Our guides will take you on a journey into web marketing and bring you the experts and the information so that you can further explore the web marketing world. Now, here are the hosts of Webcology, Jim Hedger and Dave Davies. Hey everyone, welcome to Webcology on webmasterradio.fm. It's the 16th of January, 2020. This is Jim Hedger from... uh... Oh my god, wow. Jim Hedger from Digital Always Media. Thanks, Dave. Prompt! Uh, And Dave Davies from... uh... Beanstalk Internet Marketing. Dave, how you doing today? I am doing fantastic. How are you doing? I'm doing good. It's, uh, for me, it's the beginning of my work week, Thursday. Um, and, uh, and yeah, it's, you know, it's, it's one of those weeks. I've been having one of those weeks where, 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 where you almost want to remind people, uh, listeners, um, about a whole bunch of basics that we got in the business, like, uh, I don't know, having well-worded contracts and stuff. <laughs> I have this client who really badly wants to poke around the back end of a WordPress site I'm developing for them. Mm-hmm. And uh, the development isn't done yet. And I really don't want them poking around the back end. And had this been, I don't know, outlined in a contract, I wouldn't be having such problems as I'm having today. So uh, this is our, our, our coach's corner moment on the show uh, minus, minus the racism of course uh kids get out there and get your contract solidified <laughs> always a good idea yeah uh, man i'm telling you like so many headaches just, just just stupid headaches that should be outlined in print and you don't think of them until they hit you up the side of the head and you really wish you had so oh yeah and you know what i'll bet every business owner in our listening audience has been, I know I have, has been exactly where I was like, I never thought to write that in, right? Like I never thought to mention that to our lawyer to get written in. And the, you know, the contract already covers a bunch of stuff I never thought of because the lawyer made me, but. This doesn't happen so much in, in, in our practices these days. Uh, many of us are working with larger corporations now that have their own IT teams. Or, um, you know, working with businesses that, again, that have their own IT teams, or our expenses are so high that the clients know enough to do it themselves, you know, just, just want our advice, not our hands-on work. Yeah. 
But if you are working in the back end of someone's server, if you're working on their website as an SEO hands-on, then you have to really, really control who else is working on the website. Because <laughs> if anything goes wrong, you're the one they're coming after. Yeah. Yeah. Fortunately, we do have that one in there. <laughs> <laughs> if somebody else breaks it, I'm not buying it. Um, <laughs> um, all right. And now with that lesson on just business, um, where do you want to start? It's been busy. Yeah, it always is. We, we keep starting. Like we could just open up with that. We could record that and just open up. It's been another busy week in search. <laughs> you know what? I saw one of the great, one of the great originals, one of the one of the amazing old timers, uh, a message from Oil Man, Todd Friesen, which basically basically amounted to the the back of the Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. Don't panic. And of course, he's talking about the January core update. He yeah. wrote that there's a major update that's happening. It's probably favorable to most. He, he he's head SEO at Salesforce now. Um, so it's probably he, he feels it's going to be favor, absolutely favorable to most of the sites he's responsible for. But his advice to SEOs is the same advice that you know we often give: don't panic, don't do nothing, have a beer. Yeah. Um, what do you think? January core update. It, it, you know what? Normally, the last few, as as you know, because we talk about this every time there's a big update. I'm like, I don't know. I didn't really notice much. I did. Um, I noticed a lot. Um, it, it, it does seem to be more impactful in local than it does, um, you know, more generalized, um, you know, or, or, or national uh, brands. But at the same time, I also face the fact that most of our clients are in, well, not most, a lot of disproportionately by sector, we're in travel. <laughs> we're in travel and high tech. So, um, you know, our, when I look over our client, I'm like, wow, travel moved a lot. Yeah, they did. And whether that's travel or just that that's most of our lists. So there's a lot of like movement showing up in our lists. Um, and there's not a lot in the ones that aren't uh, aren't in local specifically. But um, yeah, it did seem big. And in fact, in, in one of the cases, I've actually had to call the client and go, it, it's this looks too good. <laughs> which I know is, is like a you know weird but it's like and I've had to do that before where it's like and the pendulum just swung and it's rocking and I'm like it's coming back right like this is good right somewhere Google likes us but that's too big <laughs> this is too good there's been too much positive movement you know I hey I hope I'm wrong Right? Like I, I, I genuinely do. I, I hope that everything just popped and, and that client's just rocking it. But, um, you know, it, it's a little too soon, a little too dramatic. And it's like, okay, we, we need to sort of swing back a little bit. Um, I hope I'm wrong, but I like to warn the client and go, when that happens, don't panic. Right? Like it, it's just, it, you're settling to where you should be. And I think that's a lot. It can go the other way. Like it, that's why you're saying don't panic. It can, like everything can crash and it swings. And if I could just jump in really quickly here, I, yeah. I really liked the way you phrased something a few sentences back when you said there was something that Google liked in what we're doing when it comes to the core update. So you're getting rewarded suddenly. It could be one of a dozen, two dozen, eight dozen things that Google likes. And uh, you ever been sailing or, uh, or sailing or skateboarding? And algae works with both. You know when you steer one direction, like in a sailboat, and then you uh, you need to correct yourself, and you often overcorrect yourself. Or same when you're skateboarding. Although the consequences of skateboarding can be way more dire, way more fast. Right. Um, <laughs> you got to over. You got to correct the your trajectory. You sometimes overcorrect. 
Same thing happens with like these major updates. Like like they said, there's something in the client site that that Google really is really digging or, or really into or, or or perhaps doesn't like. A few weeks down the road, it may well have been a uh, when when you're seeing major result shifts. Google might have changed something and then is going to reevaluate that change because they dialed it up to 11 and they only meant to dial it up to nine. Right. Yeah. And that's, that's what happens. It's, it's the butterfly effect of search, right? Like they'll tweak something here and I don't know, it, it, like this is a massively complex system, right? Okay. All of a sudden you get some like reverberations over in a different area of the algorithm that made it do something a little bit unpredictable right on, on their end. It didn't quite accomplish what they wanted in the way they wanted to accomplish it. So you go back or it did accomplish what they wanted and they go, Oh, that's what breaks. Those pesky SEOs are in there, right? Or whatever. Um, and, and, and so it sorts itself out. So, you, you know, you've been to this rodeo long enough. I'm sure a lot of our listeners have. So if you had great gains, enjoy them. But it, there's a good chance that it will, the pendulum will go back the other direction, at least a little bit. And if you've crashed, you know, don't panic. It'll probably swing back. But there is a good chance if you crashed, Google doesn't like something, right? So maybe take a look at that, right? And, and try and figure out what are you doing wrong, we don't panic. You'll probably, you know, come at least part way back. Um, but uh, you know, clearly they're working in an area that's not favorable to what you're doing. So you're clearly missing something um, okay. that they're looking for. Now, this is a good time to introduce this note. It's not quite a segue because we should keep talking about the core update. But if you did take a dive and you go and investigate, you go into Search Console and you see uh, <laughs> <laughs> you see structured data errors. <laughs> That's not the problem. <laughs> um, okay, so Google's reporting a bug in Google Search Console. And uh, if you're seeing warnings of structured data syntax errors uh, dated between uh, what was it, last Monday, January 13th, and today, the 16th, um, chances are they're false. Uh, they're a bug at Google. If, if you think that's, that's your problem from the core update, it actually it might be. But... <laughs> But it might not. <laughs> Doesn't that suck, huh? Yeah, um, I know. <laughs> but it probably isn't. Honestly, it probably isn't. If, if you're getting, if uh, Google does have a bug happening in Search Console right now, so be aware of that. Um, <laughs> that's a, that's against twenty two, isn't it? Because maybe it is. I've had that problem. Uh, you 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 get like one thing wrong in structured data, and suddenly everything goes to hell. Yep. Yep. Oh, and it's it's really really bad timing, right? For something guys. Even if it's just as a, like, even if it had nothing to do with anything, but you've, you've eliminated my ability to dot that I or cross that T. Like, as happens, whenever anything crashes, of course, as, a, as an SEO, you walk in and go, okay, let's go through our checklist here. Let's get through Search Console. Let's, you know, whatever, run Screaming Front, right? Like, there's just things you naturally are your go-to point to just make sure that all the I's are dotted and T's are crossed, and then you can start investigating more complex, you know, areas. Um, this has taken one away, right? And and I always hate that where it's like, oh, and you've done this, and that means that if there is a problem, I don't know, right? Like, I don't, for I, now, for now, Google's gonna fix it. It's a bug. Like, they'll, they'll get it sorted. And it happened to come at very funny timing because I was just on the phone with a, a client that we're onboarding um, this morning, and I was talking to them about getting Search Console set up, and um, you know, they they didn't have it. They might have had it. Their past SEO didn't really tell them very much. So like. Like they don't know if they even have it. Doesn't that um, weird you out? How can they? How, does that ever weird you out when you get a client who doesn't have it? Doesn't have Search Console? Like, why not? 
Well, and I'm sure they do. Like looking through their analytics list of people who have access, it's like 30 people long, right? (laughs) I'm sure they do somewhere. And I've, you know, okay, here's how we're going to find out how to take that away from everybody. Um, You know, but um, so I, you know, again, I assume they do, but I don't, and they don't know that they, they have it <laughs> so, somewhere somebody does though um so we're talking about getting it set up and i'm like yeah and that's you'll get like warnings if, if things are going wrong well except right now because false positives are going out <laughs> i'm like okay that's a bad timing to be like telling somebody this is a great source of information except right now the time you're being introduced to this yeah. <laughs> except that it's actually a bad time um but you know obviously it is good and highly complex systems we're gonna have problems and good for google for fixing it and, you know, hopefully, hopefully it'll happen quickly. So last week on Facebook, um, I noted that I received overnight, um, I'm sorry, in a span of five minutes, uh, 38 or some odd, some number like that, uh, Search Console December reports, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. many of which for clients I didn't even, I don't, I don't even remember servicing them. They were so long ago. Like, up to 2011, I didn't even know Search Console existed. Um, like, <laughs> So I was wondering what the record was. So I put up in, 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 uh, in Facebook, Bill Hartzer replies that he's got over 200. And this brings in a bunch of other SEOs shooting up their numbers. So if you can remember, how many do you reckon you got the other day? That would be Dozens. many, many. Um, it's funny, I don't even have them all in one place because I used to be uber, uber paranoid and I would set up Google accounts for each client individually. Mm-hmm. But we will be well into the triple digits. Um, yep. But I, I'd have to log into each one individually. And that's a shame, right? Because I like I look through, like now I've, I've hooked them all up through through set accounts, right? Like sort of group them together and it 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 well obviously makes it a lot easier um but it and and, and makes the reporting a lot better but it, it becomes a, a really it is curious where you're like i i i even tell people to disconnect me from stuff right like if if they're leaving our services i'm like okay and don't forget to disconnect us from these things um you know as as you should to everybody basically i'm protecting myself i'm like if something goes sideways i don't want access but even still i'm like like i was looking through it just this morning when you know, like while i was talking to them and trying to set theirs up and scrolling through i'm like really we still have access to that one eh? like i almost want to disconnect it but at the same time it's like i almost don't just to see you know you can see more about what's going on in the world if the more access <laughs> But at the same time, it's like, oh, I should disconnect you because you shouldn't. Yeah, I'd like to say that it's a moral quadri for me whether to check those uh, old accounts to see how those those are doing. Mm -hmm. And I'd like to say that I didn't achieve a small measure of satisfaction when they're not doing as well as they could be. (laughs) Um, Especially for the ones I'm not working for. I mean, the only, of course, relating to the ones I'm not working with anymore. Right. Um, yeah. The, I, the truth is, yes, I look sometimes too. But 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 that, that's because you know when 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 changes happen, you do want to be able to refer to a lot of uh, a number uh, a number of different uh, uh, analytic sources before you make any pronouncements, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's my excuse, anyway. With that, <laughs> well, I, I know, and I, I think everybody secretly has this 
And, and we both did it. Like I'll keep running ranking reports and stuff like that for a while after a client leaves, you know, we're going to a different service and, you know, you have the, often it ends up not going great. Um, and, and you can't help but sort of look and go, oh, that's a shame, but with a slight smirk. But it's like, I, I, I like this person. I want their business to do well. However, <laughs> but I can't however, feel bad that it went like it didn't go great for them when they when they especially if they've left on like but things were going great right like but you just wanted a change just for the sake of having a change. Um, and, they were dumbasses. Yeah, and say, it like, happens to everybody, and you can't help but take a, a little bit of satisfaction from it. Um, so there's just a, a confession of like just the like evil side of <laughs> things that I think we all have, where it's like. Mm. Okay, well, I'm glad I. It's sort of a confirmation that you were doing well as well, which is also that. You see, I, that, that's why people love radio, Dave. It's honest. It's it's honest media. Yeah, it is. <laughs> there we go. We're getting arrested during the commercial break, which conveniently for the police is about to happen now. Uh, friends, on behalf of Dave Davies from Beans Marketing and Marketing, is Jim Hedger, most certainly from Digital Always Media. You are listening to Webcology on WebmasterRadio.fm. It's the 16th of January, 2020. Stick around. More coming up uh, after these messages. Sit tight and don't move. Webcology will be back after this short break. It passes before it's noticed. A slight rising of the eyebrows, a widening of the eyes. It may be accompanied by an almost imperceptible inhalation. The heart adds a beat like a quiet exclamation point on the experience. Within a tenth of a second, the reaction has passed, but not without leaving its mark. Someone found what they're looking for. Does your website deliver impulses to act? It can. Intended Consequences is the podcast for digital marketers who see their job as changing hearts and minds. If you're frustrated, bored, or in a rut, it's time to spread your wings with me, Brian Massey, and my guests. Find out how successful, curious, creative, and data-driven marketers are making a difference on purpose. Visit IntendedPodcast.com or find us where you get your podcasts. Intended Consequences, marketing on purpose. Are you a PPC professional? Would you like a mountain of resources that will help you fine-tune your skills? Join the Paid Search Association, the only nonprofit organization dedicated to serving managers of Google, Microsoft, Facebook, LinkedIn, and Twitter advertising accounts. Check it out at www.paidsearch.org. That's www.paidsearch.org. Celebrating the best in online advertising, the Web Marketing Association presents the 2020 Internet Advertising Competition Awards. Submit your banner ads, email ads, rich media, online newsletters, websites, and social media campaigns now by going to www.iacaward.org. Deadline for entries is January 31st, 2020. All winner entry highlighted on the Internet Advertising Competition website, as well as receive a handsome trophy to display or a personalized certificate of achievement. Be honored among your online advertising peers by submitting your entry into the Web Marketing Association's 2020 Internet Advertising Competition Awards. Go to www.iacaward.org now. Just getting your feet wet on the Internet? Then dive into our stream, webmasterradio.fm. We're the coolest place around, webmasterradio.fm. 
We're everywhere. Commercials off. Now back to Webcology, only on webmasterradio.fm. Here are the hosts, Jim Hedger and Dave Davies. Hey, everyone. Welcome back to Webcology on webmasterradio.fm. It is the 16th of January, 2020. This is Jim Hedger from Digital Always Media. Dave Davies from Beanstalk Internet Marketing. And uh, where are we going from here? Um, let's go local. Sounds good. Um, actually, before we do, I, I, before we go, actually, I want to set I want to set this up with just a you know overall pattern of mendacity, if you don't mind, because um, <laughs> we're good at that. So, SERPs are changing. Uh, it was funny just before we went on air. Um, uh, our producer uh, uh, Brasco uh, noted that Google search results look different than they did earlier this week. Yeah. <laughs> I love the tone of voice. Wow. Um, I feel the same way, by the way. Um, so Danny Sullivan, um, at Search Liaison, at, at Google, uh, tweeted that um, he tweeted out a uh, mock-up a couple days ago. Now it's live for, 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 for many users in the States. SERPs are changing. And uh, it's going to be some good, some bad for organic, uh, for organic SEOs. Bottom line, it's going to be harder to tell the difference between uh, paid ads and organic organic placements. Um, favicons are going to be displayed to the left of, t- of the title in organic results. But right about where the favicon would appear in an organic result, the uh, letters AD, add, a note, will be displayed beside paid results. And the, uh, the favicon and the note that says add looks, look very similar. They're both going to be uh, dark, as is the full URL, including the file path. So um, xyz.com slash abc.php or abc.html. They'll have the entire file path rather than just the domain name or the uh, breadcrumb path that they were showing uh, a few months ago. Mm-hmm. So good and bad. You know, I, I, I like having the entire I, – I didn't like the breadcrumbs as much as I like having the full URL path, but I really like being able to distinguish between paid and organic advertising or paid and organic listings. <clears throat> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I hate it. <laughs> um, again, you know, I mean, I think you probably just could gather that from the tone that I was – Yeah. I love paid. Like I, I, I love Google ads. Like it's, it's, it's one of the passion points for me as far as like things I really love to get my, my, my hands in when I'm, when I'm working on stuff, right? We all have them specific areas paid. It happens to be one that I, I, I really, really like. Um, I guess I like organic, but it's so divided. There's certain parts of it, but anyway, um, but this obfuscating of what is an ad versus what is organic is just so misleading, right? Like there's a reason that it used to be a different color. There's a reason that it used to have a bubble around it. There's a reason, there's a reason for all these things, right? And, and it's because very clearly you need to say, what is an ad there? There's, it, it needs to be clear when it's on television. It needs to be clear that we talk about going to break 
right? When we're going to mm-hmm. break, right? And these are clearly ads. They are, they are intentionally, like I'm just, you can tell I'm really ticked about this, but they are intentionally trying to obfuscate it so that people are not aware that these things are ads on just quick glance, the way they put the Favicon, uh, it, it just sort of blends. A lot of them are just like a lot of people's Favicons are black, right? So like and I've seen a few results where I'm like, wow, you really can't see it in that list. Um, you know, because the top result will have a very dark favicon. It's, it's, it's just some, it needs to be stopped, right? Like this, this actually need, it has crossed that in my opinion, anyway, it has crossed that line. Like this is, they have finally done it. They have crossed that line, um, where now somebody needs to step in and I'm not saying needs to change their practices. No, they just need to go. Nope, that little label needs to be, I don't care, green, red, whatever. It needs to be different again. So, so um, in your mind, there was a line in the silicone, and Google has most certainly crossed it. They, they've really crossed it on this one. Like, it just, it took it, they, they were edging towards it, but they just blown through it. And we know, like, I, I, I inherently know that. I was going to say we, but at least I do. Because had they started this way, there's a reason they didn't, like, the money's there in hiding it. But there's a reason that they didn't start with a little black ad. And that's because if they'd done that on day one, it wouldn't have worked. We all would have been outraged. Like, but slowly but surely, they've moved it in that direction. And this something about just this latest one, well, something, it, it just makes it really hard to tell it, it, they've just made it disappear. Remember when they used to actually put a box around the ads, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's how they had to launch. And had they done anything else, regulators would have stepped in and certainly the the consuming public would have been outraged but they've moved it slowly to a point where it was just these inching 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 and we've let it go but something about this last one i'm not sure why like they've all kind of annoyed me as they tried to hide it a little bit but it was always still really clear i guess or at least if you knew to look but now it's, it's actually not when you're looking for it it's not as clear as it should be okay i kind of got a theory as to why but it's conspiratorial. I'm going to say straight out ahead of time. Like, like I'm calling myself on this. Okay, this is a wing nut, left wing, but not not left wing, left field theory. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Um, but there's a reason I, I started I started this thing. I wanted to show a pattern of mendacity. Google is clear, is actively, I believe, actively trying to eliminate. Um, well, Google. How to say this politely? Google best profits off of people who only kind of sort of know what they're doing. Um, I bet you you've made Google a lot of money over your career, Dave. You've made Google tons and tons and tons and tons of money. Yeah. You've helped popularize AdWords. You've helped popularize online advertising to the Google system. You've helped popularize DoubleClick. But mm-hmm. I bet you. Google could, at this point, that stuff's all popularized. The city's been built. You're the contractor. The city's been built. They don't need you to make any more roads. They've got all the roads they need. I bet you, you're not making Google money as much as you're saving your clients money at this point, which costs Google money. Yeah. (laughs) now, Now, multiply this by hundreds of thousands of people just like you. If you're saving your client ten bucks a day, multiply that by hundred thousand people, you got a million bucks. No, you're you, you know what you're you're entirely right. Like I, in fact, the, the client I was on with this morning, we started with paid search. 
Um, and this, I get, you know, pat on the back, but it's, it's what you do. Like you, you, you start when you're starting it on paid search, you start in on triage, right? Like when you're taking over a campaign, there you go. like, okay, let's get this blood out. Um, and yeah, we were comparing week, week over week and we, we took over and compared it with a few weeks and I was sort of outlining it and because they wanted an update and they requested the call and looked back before we took over. And basically we had them about 20% more conversions for about 45% of the cost. Which is so, why you are making money. Right. Which is what's making money for me, but you're right. I mean, to your point, Google just lost money. Now we're going to give it back because the goal is, okay, let's get rid of the bleed and now put all that money back into Google, but we're yeah. going to get more of their inventory from it. Right. And yeah, that, indeed. And then, and this is, this is, this, this, this is short-term thinking on Google's part. Now, why would I, seriously, saying Google's trying to get rid of people like you and trying to get rid of people like me on the organic side is insane. That's, that's, that is such a stretch. What kind of irresponsible idiot would make a would make a statement like that on live radio? <laughs> <laughs> so let's get to our next story. Okay. Google My Business yep. has just killed. Now Google My Business. This is the realm of SEOs. This is this Google My Business is geeky as, as heck. Okay? Yep. Um it's I, I I'm I'm wonderful in this environment. I have made my clients a lot of money and gotten them a lot of prominence using Google My Business. I don't talk about it much for good reason. I like it a lot, except today, because the Trusted Verifier program has ended. Google's replaced it with uh, my business with a new program called My Business Provider, and I can't get in on this. Yeah. Um, Google has begun. Let's face it. Um, the, the, the Google My Business and Google Google Local has been a spam factory. Google Google created the situation, created the mm -hmm. environment, and, cre and created the um, market forces that drove the spam. So to get rid of the spam, it's banning all SEO agencies and uh, all SEOs and agencies by stating those who are going to get approved as trusted verifiers cannot have access to the Google My Business listing that they're verifying and they can't charge for their services. So I'm uncertain who exactly is going to be verifying for Google or, or helping small businesses uh, do well in Google My Business, but I bet you there's going to be a whole bunch of favorites exchanged for it. <laughs> and this is, this is removing a market, uh, another market for SEOs. I'm going to have to work harder to convince my clients to take a different set of services because I'm not I'm going to be less able to affect their success in Google My Business now. Yeah, it's it's sort of like I'm, I'm almost viewing it like the old DMOZ. <laughs> like, yeah, you can't be an editor, like you couldn't be an editor of DMOZ for your own area, basically, right? Because they would go, nope, because you're just going to spam it. Yep, you're right, I would have. Um, <laughs> but you know, you, you, you'd, you'd grab another one and sort of exchange favors. It's oh, Okay, sure, but DMOZ, we were building a system. That was like Wikipedia in a way. It, it really was. It's funny, I, I had posted that, and then Mike Blumenthal, who had, had posted about it. Um, well, was that Mike's it, response, too? Mike's response was, oh, no, he had a slightly different, he said he, he likes probabilities and said there's about a 65% chance of this thing going sideways. Um, you know, within, and he, he said within 18 months, um, but it's funny, like my, as, and I responded to him with my thought, and it always is with these sorts of launches is I just try and start a thought with back in my black hat days and then just 
let it trail from there. What would I have done? Back in my black hat days, this is the system, what would I do? I know full well what I would have done. And then that means, okay, this fails. (laughs) It's not going to take long before a multitude of probably even smarter or more black hatty versions of what I would have done are going to be done. So, I mean, I'm not going to outline what they all are here, and I haven't even investigated because I'm not a black hat anymore. <laughs> but um, you know, it, it, it yeah, it, it's 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 just not good. But like, I don't see this working very well. And I'll bet within that 18 months that Mike was mentioning, um, we're going to be talking about, and and we will because we'll still be doing this will. show. I'm sure we'll be talking about this rolling out and referencing this very conversation now. Speaking of people who are smarter than smarter than us, everyone who works at Google has to be, just by nature, I'm at least smarter than me. Um, and I, I, I know that these people have been around the block, they've been around the server farm for quite a while, mm-hmm. and they've seen all sorts of shenanigans. Mm-hmm. So um, I don't think they're doing this by mistake. I think, I think they too know this is going to blow up in their faces in 18 months. They're not stupid. Heck, they work at Google. They're rocket scientists. Um, but they also know that he, that that's you know just long enough to blow a whole bunch of good and bad actors out of business. Well, yeah, yeah. And you you bring up a very interesting point, and there is a good chance that yeah, and like authorship, they can pick up a lot of information in between these points, right? Like, yeah. what does work about this? Okay, now we can automate the systems around that. Um, so. You know, Here's they, the thing they to remember: hmm? Google is an institution. Google, Google, Google is a business, yes, but they're bigger than a business. They're also an institution. They'll be there tomorrow. They'll be there next year. They'll be there ten years from now. It'll, it'll, it, it, it'll take a, cer- a certain amount of yahoos to make them not be there ten years from now. <laughs> <laughs> we can, we can milk that one till like till we're retired. Eh? Yeah, pretty much. Um, <laughs> and. Uh, we're not institutions. We're businesses. Most of us, small businesses, one to five persons. Um, Google, honest to goodness, Google keeps removing areas of opportunities for SEOs. We've we 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 we've had uh, I think uh, three different mentions of areas of opportunity in this show alone. You yeah. know, um, I don't think I'm stretching my neck too far. Okay, just to mix a bunch of metaphors, I'm stretching my neck off of uh, over a limb too far here. When I say Google is actively trying to depreciate the SEO market, hmm. I don't yeah. know. I mean, like maybe maybe I'm way off base. I don't know. Um, I've been off base about Google a couple times in my career. I know that that that's absolutely true. But Bob Averages says you're going to be off base a few times. This time, though, I mean, this is, Google's making Google's making changes that are obvious mistakes. You know, why would they do that? Yeah, and that that is a valid point. Why, like, when I can clearly see that there's a problem here with what they're doing. Um, and you're right. I mean, you bring up, of course, it's a good point. Like, these are smart people. Right? Like these aren't these aren't idiots. This isn't the first rodeo. So what could they be doing to create an inherently flawed system? Um, I guess soon we'll uh, we'll find out. But I, I look forward to reporting it because we will. Like we've been doing the show what for like going on more than a decade now. So 
I'm confident we're going to be doing this show the week that something blows up for this thing. And then we'll probably know. And that's just one of those great things about why people need to listen to this, because it will yeah. give them that historical context. <laughs> you see, Google, web quality is an institution, <laughs> and you're just a search engine. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, we got time for we got time for one more before we gotta go to break again. And uh, so this duck duck go versus uh, Bing thing. Um, <laughs> is this Google being a jerk? What do you think? I don't know if it's I, I think it's Google being very smart um, in, in, in what they did. So for, for, for listeners who, who don't know in the EU, because this is only only applying to the EU right now, it, it will, I'm sure, apply elsewhere. Um, they've been told you need to give people an option on Androids for different search providers. So what they did was they did an auction process um, where how much will you pay for each user if you're part of this process and you get a screen choose your search provider and there's a list of four um in the example but it's not the only one they have quant Ecosia, google and yahoo are, are, are the four in, in this list bing notably absent from the list DuckDuckGo actually does get in there so does info and like this is just like the, the picture the screenshot from now the one i listed that's actually not their final list the way the auction worked was everybody would put in their numbers um, and then everybody pays the same price of the last position, right? So everybody, you don't, you don't pay for placement within that, right? Like the number one pick or the person who paid the most doesn't necessarily get to be number one. They all pay the last positions and, and they all pay equally. Um, but what this basically sets up is a really bad scenario for, for, for a variety of reasons. Like the, I think it was the CEO of Acacia. Um, who's a search engine that gives money back to um, forestation, like to deal with deforestation, but to, to basically plant trees. And that's how they, they give their revenue back to that. So they can't bid and they ended up boycotting it because that just takes away mm -hmm. from, from, from planting well, trees, yeah, right? Sure. From, from dealing with what their entire mission statement is. Bing is out of, out of that one because they just, I don't, I guess they just didn't get involved in, in the auction process. Um, and, and, and you could argue that they could, but very clearly, and this is why I'm like, I see what you did there. And it's, it's actually pretty clever. Um, is they were basically going to force Bing to either pay them or pay them, right? Like either they, they pay them per user or they pay them by being absent. <laughs> so Google gets, gets the remainder. Either way, they were going to win from that one. Um, but they did set up an environment where you're going to end up with a bunch of names that people are going to go, eh, no. Right, like if you saw Bing, you might try it, <laughs> or it, like make it an easier, easier solution because it would install the app and stuff like that. Fact is, you know, or maybe you use it on your desktop, right? But now these are your defaults. There, you're probably only going to recognize one in the list. Google, you might recognize DuckDuckGo, but my dad's not picking that one, right? Like, it, it, it was a crafty way for them to not give you option, but still give you the illusion of options and match the letter of the ruling, but probably not the spirit of it. But, you know, Absolutely. credit to and them, they did, they did a good, <laughs> it's what I probably would have done if I were them. I don't always answer that. Like I can get irate about what they're doing in ads and at the same time go, I see what you did there. It's actually pretty clever. This is, this is an old story, but I remember being at a search conference, it had to be like 2011 or something, and uh, Bing representatives up in the board, or is, uh, and then, and, 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 
Oh, yeah, the, the big representative is up at the podium this, before the conference before the session starts, and they had to look up, they had to download a driver or look up something, and I see them typing into a search G-O-O-G-L, and then the whole, the root people in the room start laughing, and then they switch back to Bing. I have a hard time seeing this, even if Bing was included in the list, really breaking into Google's market share, even yeah. in the EU. Because <laughs> Google's Google, you know, like yeah. Google is the muscle memory of, uh, of search. Um, although I wish DuckDuckGo would catch a break, I really do. Well, this and this might be their break, and you can hit that, and it's probably how this is going to play out. Like, eventually, if we were doing our show a hundred years from now, um, Google may not be the dominant. I was going to say won't be. Who knows? But probably not. <laughs> it's just in the rise and fall of, of the way things work, mm-hmm. um, and I suspect it's not going to be a and then this behemoth Bing came in and just crushed them. No, it'll be this death by a thousand cuts. Um, and so we may start to see something like that with DuckDuckGo, right? Like, and I'm not saying that they're going to replace Google. They're not. But if you get a bunch of smaller players just taking their chisels um, and, and just sort of nicking at Google a little bit, you could reduce them down a bit. Right. And I mean, I've done that. I've done that in paid campaigns where it's like, this is just about breaking even so that I can take away from my competitor. Right. I've had, you know, I'm willing to bid just to like not as long as I don't lose money because I know they can't. So I'll drive them out of business that way. Right. Like, I know it's not horrible, but it, it's, it's business, um, you know, and, and they may take that approach. I know if I was Bing, I'd probably be like, well, all right, let's let's team up with DuckDuckGo here. <laughs> let's just get this done. Right. Well, but. And- at the same time, for Bing and for for any of these other these other issues, unless you're making more in ad revenues than it's costing you to be the default search engine mm-hmm. on 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 Europe's phones, what's the point? Like, uh, what are you getting out of it? You got to be making money if you're spending that money, unless you're just looking for prominence on European cell phones. <laughs> and I'm not again, I'm not sure what the what the end result of that is. Um. Uh, I think you, you've hit the end. Like, I, I think that's exactly it. They've run their calculations. They know what a user is worth. Yeah. And now they're doing it. They're going to be reholding these options. I think it's every three months. Um, so giving people a, a chance to reevaluate and put in new numbers and stuff like that. And, you know, maybe let Bing in next time or whatever it ends up working out to. But, um, yeah, I, I think while at one hand, I'm like, I, 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 I think they were pretty clever the way they did it. It kind of keeps people you know, at, at bay and um, stuff like that. At the same time, if they went with the default, if it was like, I was Google and I was trying to like obey the spirit of the law, how do you pick, right? Like, could you just pick randomly? Should you pick the biggest players? So it's just the like, you know, the dominant that are always there with no real like options for secondary ones. Um, you know, what alternative would I put in place? I, I don't really know the answer to that either. Like, I think they they went a route they did. I think it was clever, but even if it wasn't clever, and even if you were like you have to do it free, how do you pick? <laughs> like how how would you pick what other engines should be on that on that no, list? I mean, given given we're talking about Google, it's whomever makes Google the most money. Right. <laughs> yeah. Right. That's I get it. If you show Google ads on your results, right, <laughs> like, as, as your paid search. Uh, search provider then you would win right like but that's not real choice which that tends to be the winning formula would seem okay (laughs) 
Speaking of making money on stuff, we got to help. We got to help Webmaster Radio make a little bit of money. We got to go to commercial. Uh, friends, it is the 16th of January, 2020. This is Jim Hedge from Digital Ways Media. Uh, Dave Davis from Beanstalk Internet Marketing. Stick around. More Webcology after these messages. Sit tight and don't move. Webcology will be back after this short break. LPO, landing page optimization, where we make marketers great using design, data, psychology, and attitude. Join our host, Brian Massey, best known as the conversion scientist, as he sits down with leading marketers to help you create campaigns that deliver. LPO, only on webmasterradio.fm. Are you looking for the best in WordPress speed, security, and scalability? WP Engine is a digital experience platform for WordPress, powering digital experiences for large brands around the world. With easy-to-use site management tools and powerful do-it-your-way development features, WP Engine gives you the flexibility to build it your way. Improve your SEO and conversion rates with a faster site on WP Engine. Learn more on WPEngine.com. Do you look at the task of ranking your site at the top of the search engines like you would climbing the top of Mount Everest? It doesn't have to be. TopSEOs.com knows how hard that climb can be, and they can make top ranking a reality. Top SEOs send you to only the right search vendors and agencies that they know will work for you. Since 2002, TopSEOs.com has reviewed and researched the best search engine marketing agencies and solutions providers. Don't risk the cost of falling off the proverbial peak of search rankings. Let Top SEOs give you peace of mind. TopSEOs.com, the independent authority on search vendors. Online anytime. WebmasterRadio.fm. We're everywhere. Off. Now back to Webcology, only on webmasterradio.fm. Here are the hosts, Jim Hedger and Dave Davies. Hey everyone, welcome back to Webcology on webmasterradio.fm. This is Jim Hedger from Digital Ways Media, Dave Davies from Beanstalk Internet Marketing. And Dave, a couple of weeks ago, well, more than a couple of weeks ago, we had that we had that two-week break over uh, the holidays, over the winter holidays, but uh Maybe a month ago, I think you were in uh, New York, SMX New York, and uh, David Harry sat in for you. Um, we had a really fun show, cool mm-hmm. conversation, and I just noticed today that David Harry has made a re-debut at Search Engine Journal. He's now one of your one of your writing colleagues over at SEJ. Yeah, and he had a piece that I think was published what about four or five hours ago this morning. On the role of SEO of, of SEO technical audits, and um, it's a long piece. This is like a good 15, 20 minute read, but it's one of those SEO, and it's one of those SEO must reads. I agree. It was a great piece. Yeah, I just it's one of those things. I, I just want to note it coming back from break. Uh, David Harry, a friend of the show, a great, 
great SEO, legendary SEO, and um, good good fellow all around. Um, and this is a, again, really good piece, uh, well worth the read. Yeah, yeah. So, folks, if it's if you're listening live, head over to Search Engine uh, Journal, and it'll uh, it'll be there. If not, you can find it. Uh, I'll just hunt down David Airy on Search Sej, and you'll you'll find it. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, it's great stuff. Um, I know. Uh, I think this is one of his first um, first pieces recently. Like he used to used to write a lot, um, and I think this is one of his first pieces uh, more recently. And uh, yeah, looking forward. Yeah, <laughs> I'm on his page. I'm like, there's 2011, and then two pieces um, that have come up since. So he's he's back on. Uh, you know, <laughs> um, and it, it, it's great to have him. Uh, you know, sharing uh, sharing the, the sort of platform with us and. Uh, yeah, highly, highly recommend it. No. You can just follow what he's doing, and uh, he's always going to say something interesting. I may disagree with some of the stuff he says, but it's always going to be a fun argument. <laughs> now, if you go over to SEJ, you'll find David Harry between an article by Ben Wood and an article by Danny Goodman. Sometimes people have a hard time finding uh, small businesses, and uh, you don't have a crappy segue. God, that was <laughs> I thought, I thought that, that, that sounded so clever in my head when I was thinking of it, too. <laughs> Um, over at Google Maps, uh, they've uh, Google is now when sometimes Google has a really hard time showing ultra small spaces, or you know, you know, sometimes there's an address that's like uh, 325 and one half Baker Street, something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, so Google is now showing uh, a listings in between certain places. Yeah. Up in the north end of Toronto, I got the sushi place that I love, but the problem is it's a hole in the wall. I mean, seriously, my desk, my work desk is bigger than the, than the sushi restaurant I love. And uh, I don't even know if it has an official street address. So now I can find it on Google Maps because it's in between this store and that store. Yeah, I I like it, but... <laughs> like I, I do i find it handy when i when i put on my user hat which you know we always have to do you put on your user hat and you go yeah it's going to be handy it's like it's right by here or it's in between here and it, it's very much the way we would refer to things to each other right like that's what i would tell you if you were well you know victoria really well but i'd be like oh, okay it's right across from or it's right by or you know that that sort of thing is as my my reference points um but it, one of the things that I'm sort of waiting to, to hear more and more of them, because uh, I know it's going to happen, is what if you're right by a competitor? <laughs> like, what if you're right in between two different, like if you're a fast food place and somebody's looking for it and it's, you're right in between, you know, Burger King and McDonald's, right? And you're an A&W or whatever. Well, like, okay, I might change crappy. my mind in between. Yeah, okay, that's a bad call on where you to be. You got franchisees. You got a franchisee problem. Um, but you might end up hitting scenarios where I could be distracted, even if it's not in that direct, like, oh, okay, I'm actually changing my mind. But what if I'm right in between and like, I'm just running my queries and now yeah. you distract me, which is always what I more concern myself with, right? Like I'm on a conversion yeah. path when I'm actually looking up a business on maps. Yeah, I mean that 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 can happen absolutely. Yeah, uh, but, but I don't view it as as a astronomical problem more than it's probably going to help solve um, the problems. I'm just sort of waiting to hear of that issue coming up more and more, and I know I'll hear some of some examples and. Well, here's it, but, the, here's hmm? the weird thing: Google Google 
Google Maps are so integral to choosing a business. Um, it, 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 if you see it on Google Map and it has a good review and it's within X number of miles of your place, you're probably going to go there. Yeah. That's, I mean, all these things just check the boxes that consumers need checked. So Google is helping decide who is, I shouldn't say Google, but Google's policies are helping decide who will and will not um, be successful. Google's got good reason for all of these policies. It wants to make sure it's promoting legitimate businesses and not a fly-by-night or um, some scamsters. Right. All good reasons. But the nature of business is changing. It's changing substantially. Um, the internet has allowed many of us to run businesses out of our own homes or to share spaces with other businesses. Um, so it gets really confusing, eh? Like, yeah. it's, it's hard to differentiate which is which and what is what, etc. Um, so yeah, uh, uh, I, I like this, but I don't think, I think Google still has to give micro businesses, um, the credit of being business, of being businesses, you know, uh, an individual operator is just as valid a business as a much larger business, provided they provide a good service, right? Right. Yes. Um, but but in Google's eyes, they aren't large enough to be to be mentioned. They don't have the, the, the requisite street address or the right kind of street address that Google needs to. So this, um, you know, sort of wedged in between two desks sort of thing is actually kind of cool. As even and we've even seen Google have like um, they send their 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 uh, street view inside buildings now. Yeah, yeah. And that's handy stuff. You're right, and you bring up an interesting grouping of, of people are the sort of smaller businesses, right? The, the ones that can't compete on the scale that they're quote unquote supposed to be, right? The yeah. retailers who can't compete with Amazon. I, I don't know if it crossed your radar, and I know we only have a, a couple minutes, so I'll just recommend for, for listeners to um, you know, read up a, a little bit on this. It's over on, on Search Engine Land from uh, January 14th is, is where I was reading about it. Um, but they've acquired a company, Pointy, which I like. Yes. Um, which I, I thought was was really exciting news for me. Ish. I like it. I don't like it. But the reasons that I don't like it are absolutely why it should be done. <laughs> um, and it basically is is you just it's a device and a system that uses machine learning, um, attaches onto your barcode scanners for small businesses, keeps track of sales. Um, and basically creates a, a, a an easy mechanism um, for local businesses, smaller local businesses who can't manage inventory and ads and, and this and that to get their inventory online, right? And, and which ones they have. It's not an inventory management, so it doesn't have the, the exact same powers to say Google Shopping or, or something like that as a actually here's how many we have in stock kind of thing because it's not tied in in that way into the inventory management system. But um, it does facilitate a much easier transition to getting products online, um, which I love because I love the idea of when I'm searching up blue widgets, yes, Amazon, like buy blue widgets. Yeah, Amazon is going to be there, but I'd love to see that home hardware right across the street. Okay, maybe bad example, but like a mom and pop like yeah, right yeah. across the street also competing um, for that space, because I would probably rather walk right across the street to that little like plaza. I mean, you know where I live, right? So like that little mm -hmm. plaza across the street, I'd rather go and support a local business. If I can't though, I'll buy from Amazon, right? Like 
that's that's just what I'll do if I need a product. Um, so I love this for that aspect of things. Now, what I don't love about it is the fact that shopping ads, and, and we talked about this with, uh, I believe, David Ogletree, um, shopping ads are generally fairly difficult, right? I mean, they, you, you need to get feeds set up, you need to manage them. There, there's just, well, it's, it's actually, once you know it, it's not incredibly difficult, but there's a barrier to entry, especially for smaller businesses. I like that barrier to entry <laughs> because it keeps the costs lower. Um, and this is going to balloon that out a little bit, right? The, the, the easier something gets, the, the more people are going to do it, the higher the, the cost and competition will be. So I don't like it from that aspect. Um, at the same time, it's that very reason that it's a good idea and it's going to help those smaller businesses um, take advantage of, of shopping and, and other avenues like that. And for those who have products and, and you don't do Google shopping, um, yeah, keep not doing it because I don't want you in that because the CPAs are really good. <laughs> People might also like making more money. Uh, indeed. Okay, on that, full circle, where it's uh, top of the hour, and we got to go. But before we go, next week, we have two special guests. We have uh, Sherry Thurlow and Mary Davies, who are yeah. going to be doing a session together at SMX West on how um, user experience and uh, uh, EAT, um, expertise, authority, and trustworthiness, work together. Um, yeah. Now this is this is how radio gets made, folks. I guess. Well, Dave was eavesdropping on his way smoking almost. Um, <laughs> I guess. I guess you and Mary share an office, and I guess yeah. she was having a conversation with Barry Schwartz and uh, Sherry Thurlow, um, just vetting the session. Yeah. And uh, yeah, we figured why not make a show of it? Great idea. So next week we got um, uh, search industry legends Sherry Thurlow and Mary Davies joining us here on Webology. Friends, you've been listening to Webcology on the 16th of January, 2020. Stick around, Webmaster Radio. More great stuff coming up. On behalf of Dave Davis from Peace Hacking Net Marketing, this is Jim Hedger of Digital Waste Media. Thanks to Brasco and our amazing studio team. Stick around, Webmaster Radio. Great stuff coming up. We'll talk to you next week. The opinions expressed on this program are those of the guests and hosts and do not necessarily reflect those of WebmasterRadio.fm's management or sponsors. Any rebroadcast or redistribution without authorized consent of WebmasterRadio.fm is prohibited.